Thank you for tuning in to the Phase 1 Sports Podcast. In today's episode, the Phase 1 crew recaps the first round of the NBA playoffs and discuss the second round of the NBA playoffs. Thank you for always listening to the Phase 1 Sports Podcast, a proud sponsor of Bar Harbor Sellers. Hi, it's Eric from Bar Harbor Sellers Winery located in Bar Harbor, Maine. Bar Harbor Cellars is a family-owned and operated winery for almost two decades. And we have a very simple philosophy. When you want to make great wine, use great fruit. Our method is to source the fruit of our wines based on the quality, not fashion. We work with independent growers throughout Europe and North America who practice safe and sustainable viticultural methods allowing us to make wines across a wide spectrum. We're able to offer simple fruit wines with some delicate sweet notes, all the way up to big, bold varietal reds and crisp and delicious whites. Whether it's apples and blueberries from our backyard here in the state of Maine, or the delicate Pinot Noir grapes of Northern Italy, we truly enjoy crafting these delicious, interesting natural wines for you to enjoy. So when you're in Bar Harbor, please visit us at Bar Harbor Cellars. And if you need to, visit our website. Let us see if we can ship our wine to you. BarHarborCellars.com. That's BarHarborCellars.com. Select your favorite wine from our wine vault, and we'll see about shipping it to you. And now, let's ship you over to the premier sports team on the stereo app, the Phase 1 Sports Crew. And to you, our guests, and to the Phase 1 team, we raise a glass and say salute. So what's up, Sadi? How you feeling, man? Oh, I'm good, man. I couldn't even join, man, for some reason. Like, I had to go back on this app, man, refresh, but finally here. But yeah, man, I'm all good, Kason, man. Yeah, man, just watching the Celtics Bucks game. Just chilling, man. What about you? I'm chilling. I mean, I haven't really got the chance to watch that game yet, so I'm probably going to have to rewatch it. But last time I checked, I knew Boston was up 20. Mm. Yeah. Um, but they came back to cut the lead. Mm. Yeah, There's still a lot big, though, in this game. It's 94 Boston, Milwaukee 78. So, yeah, up by 16. Okay. Mm. So, pretty much, we're going to just go over all the first-round matchups and then talk about the predictions of the second-round matchups. So, mm-hmm. what's the most surprising matchup from the first round that you want to talk about? Surprising? Uh, whew, that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to say, do you know what? Surprising? Do you know what? That's not tough. That's easy, man. Brooklyn, Boston, man. I mean, talk about an embarrassment for the Brooklyn Nets, man. I just, I mean, we was all hyped up, man, before the series. You know, when, when Brooklyn Nets won, their, won that playing game, you know, like, and when they were matched up against Boston, we thought this would be, like, a really good series. We thought this would go six, seven games. I mean, even, there was even some people that even picked Brooklyn to, to win the series. And I'm, I was one of those people that picked Brooklyn. I picked them to win in seven. And boy, did I not! I boy, I, did I get this wrong? 
like really wrong. I mean, you know, in that prediction, um, yeah, where do I start? Kevin Durant. I mean, he, uh, I don't think I've seen him play this bad in a long, long time. You know, I mean, this this was just embarrassing. You know, you look at it, you just look at his point in his career, you know, what he's achieved, you know, not just this past year with Brooklyn, but I think ever since he came back from his Achilles last year, um, to, to come out and put up, put up a stinker like that in the playoffs, it's just... You know, it's baffling. Now, look, I, I'll say this. The Boston Celtics defense did a good job on KD. They did a good job on him and Kyrie as well. You know, they were both essentially, you know, kind of, they were both essentially shot out, really. You know, but also at the same time, there's times where, you know, KD's had good looks. He just, you know, he had good looks, you know, the, the usual looks that, that KD would make, right? And he just couldn't make, he, he couldn't make his shots. And, you know, but, I mean, look, got to give credit to Boston Celtics defense again. They did put pressure. They were physical. Um, they blitzed him a lot. You know, Marcus Williams and Daniel Tice did a really good job guarding him. Jason Tatum as well at times on that on that one v one matchup. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, just did a good job. But look, like, yeah, and also look, Steve Nash as well. Uh, he deserves a huge criticism. Um, I, I think King said it as well. I think King said it in the group chat. Um, you know, KD playing ISO ball. You know, I don't know why he's running the point, um, which is true because, you know, there's times where KD's playing, you know, heavy ISO and um, you're putting so much pressure on KD offensively to, to, to you know, carry the load and, and get the point when really you, you're not utilizing the ball movement. You've got guys on, on, on your team that can that can pass, that can create, you know, create shots, right, by, by by moving the ball around, right? Instead of having one guy pretty much just, you know, just playing ISO, isolation basketball, you know? Isolation basketball don't, doesn't really work in a playoff series like that. You know, it may work for one game in a playoff series, but it won't work for the entire series. And, and that's what we saw. And then obviously, you know, Steve Nash didn't do a great job adjusting that because KD was playing that type of basketball every single game. You know, yes, game one, maybe he got, you know, you, you could say he got away with it, even though he was bad in that game. But game two, you got to make adjustments and you got to like do some, you got to make your, you got to make your adjustments. You got to tweak some stuff, you know, give, give different looks to that Boston, Boston Celtics defense. At the end of the day, you got KD, Kyrie, you know, and, and Steve Nash just didn't, he just couldn't make the adjustments and, uh, uh, you know, he deserves criticism for that, but overall, it's just it was an embarrassing series for Brooklyn. Um, they, they have to have they have to hang their heads in, heads in shame because it was just it was awful. It was awful to watch for the neutrals, myself, you know, for you as well, Kason, for every basketball fan out there, man. We was really hoping for this to be a really good series, but it just wasn't meant to be for Brooklyn. But fair play to Boston because they've showed all along. Why did the number two seed? Why they have the best defense in the NBA? Well, everything you said was pretty much spot on. I mean, you got to tip your hats to the Boston Celtics, who obviously came out with a better game plan than the Brooklyn Nets. What surprised me the most, and you said it best, is Brooklyn never adjusted. It was every game you was thinking, okay, maybe K. This is the game KD finally starts, you know, understanding the pressure where the defense is coming, but that never came. I mean, Kyrie pretty much played well. I mean, 
besides the fact of Ramadan, and you can speak to this well, um, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. like he was never 100%. I mean, he gave the effort that he could give, but playing on an empty stomach and, I mean, yeah. barely being yeah, hydrated sure. because you can't drink water or mm. eat. And I think the hydration part is key because you're playing a game where you're running up and down constantly. I mean, it's mm. not soccer or football, but you still need to be hydrated at an appropriate level to play competitive basketball, especially in the NBA level. I think that was another thing that hurt him. Brooklyn's role players did not show up in the series at all besides Bruce Brown. I think Bruce Brown had an awesome game. In uh, go, go on. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. go and Dragic had a great series too. Yeah, but besides those two, Seth Curry wasn't really there. I thought you would get a lot more from Seth Curry. You didn't really get a lot from Seth Curry, which is worrisome. Ben Simmons never showed up. I mean, that was more so – I think the media played a lot more to that than what we thought because Ben was supposed to come back in game three. I, it was supposed to be game four. But in my mind, I'm like, if you're ready for game four, why not play game three? Then they go down 3-0. I figured he wasn't going to play game four because then if they lose, it's going to be Ben Simmons this, Ben Simmons that. And if you're – especially everything going on with the whole mental health issue, I didn't think it was going to be a good look for them to come back game four. If they lost anyway, which they did. It's just Brooklyn was very disappointed. Like, Steve Nash was a disappointment because as a head coach, he didn't really run offensive sets to get the KD free or to run the offense. It was more so, hey, guys, go play five-on-five and hope everything was going to come out. Because I said this in a lot of the shows that I did, I was a big component of Brooklyn just being able to come out and figure it out on the fly. And that's why a lot of people picked Brooklyn in seven because eventually it would figure it out, especially after game one. We all was like, oh, man, like if Brooklyn can compete like this, they have a chance. And it was like they competed every night, but they didn't make enough plays towards the end of the game, especially in the second half of games. They didn't make enough plays or didn't make the right adjustments. So it was almost like almost so hard as I like Jeff. It was almost like what what is Brooklyn doing? Jeff, what's up, man? What up, what up, what up? What up? We're talking about Brooklyn right now. So I'm gonna finish up my point with with Brooklyn. So yeah, it was just like you just waited for Brooklyn to become Brooklyn as the as we thought they would be in the regular season, and that never really happened, which was concerning. So I, I hear a lot of people say fire Steve Nash. I think Brandon's back, so I'm going to let Brandon get his points. But I've been hearing that they've been saying fire Steve Nash. I'm of I'm, I'm the nature of bringing back Steve Nash and running it back because I think he did have a lot of unfortunate circumstances as far as KD's injury and Kyrie's vaccination status. So I'd give him one more year, and if that doesn't work, then – I'd be more of the, you know, inclined to fire him and bring in a, another coach, unless you guys think another coach should come in now and fix the situation. Yeah, I, well, I shared my opinions on this. Um, I think they should, I've, I said that Steve Nash, you know, like he had, he had to deal with a lot of adversity this past season. You know, things that were out of his control, like with Kyrie Irving's vaccination um, status, um, KD's injury, you know, he said, you know, where KD was out for 20 plus games, not just this past season, but even last year too, 
Kyrie missed some time in the playoffs last year as well. And then you have to deal with the James Harden trade, you know, and then the Ben Simmons trade, which didn't work out for both teams because obviously Ben Simmons hasn't played since the trade. So, you know, things that were not in Steve Nash's control. So I said that Steve Nash, yes, of course, he deserves to be criticised for how he, you know, for, for how he coached in, in the playoffs against against the Celtics, you know, with, with no adjustments. Um, but, you know, I did say that, you know, he doesn't deserve to be absolutely destroyed for, for the Nets this season. You know, I mean, he's not the reason why the Nets are down, you know, where they are in terms of the seeded. You know, it's pretty much just, you know, a lot of things just just kind of you know fell out of their fell out of their favor, right? So, um, I'd say yes, like you said, Case, and I agree. I think one more year, like give give Steve Nash a full season of KD and Kyrie and Ben Simmons a full season. When I say full season, at least at least them them guys playing at least 68, 70 plus games in a regular season. At least let them play around that number, you know. Um, let's see where the Brooklyn Nets end up seeding wise, and let's see how they end up playoff wise. You know, I, I, like give him a chance with with those guys fully healthy and 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 uh, playing a, at least a full season. We'll then we'll we'll have a better view of of who Steve Nash really is as a as a head coach because you know he's had to deal with a lot of adversity where he there was times where he couldn't play KD and Kyrie, you know, so. A completely different Brooklyn Nets roster. So, like you said, Case, and I agree. I think maybe one more year, want it back. But if they do fire him, and and, and it's because they they feel like the coach that they that they are, that they have identified is a is a clear upgrade to Steve Nash, and I don't blame them for for, for finding or, or trying to pursue that. But yeah. Well, you know, like I said, I just I just think with Brooklyn, I just think that. I agree with every point you guys said. I just think with Brooklyn, it was just more so of it was a it was a disappointment. We all know it was a disappointment. Um, the fact that you got swept, you mean you didn't you didn't win a game. You didn't okay. You lose the first two on Boston, but you didn't even win a game at the Barclays. Like it, it was, it was bad. It was one of the biggest disappointments I think we've seen in recent memory. Uh, when you look at the team, I understand the circumstances with the Nets all season. There's been a lot of turmoil with them. KD missed some time. Kyrie with the whole vaccination, heart and situation before he even got traded. Uh, there was turmoil going on with that about whether he wants to be in Brooklyn or not. You got a Steve Nash answering rumors, KD answering rumors, heart and answering rumors. Yes, it was turmoil with the Nets, and at one point they were the number one seed in the East. And then they, they didn't really take a toll. They didn't really fall down in the standings. Until like February when KD, uh, you remember KD missed him. I think Brooklyn lost like what 11, 12 straight games or something like that. They was on a terrible losing streak when KD was out. Um, and that really played a part in them falling as far down in the seasons as they did. Now, granted, when KD and Kyrie got back, they were losing games in a regular season that they had no business losing. So I'm not gonna give them too much excuses, but they are some valid excuses. But I told Saeed this, and I told everybody this in the group chat. Next year for Brooklyn, to me, to me, is the most important year for them in franchise history. I'm not even talking about just since it's been in Brooklyn. I'm talking about Jersey and Brooklyn. This is the biggest year for them because if you do not come out the East next year, I don't know when you're going to come out the East. 
KD's not getting any younger. He's getting older. Now, granted, KD is not up in the age as LeBron or something like that. He's five years younger. Yeah, something like that. But the point is, you're running out of time. Like, these teams in the East are not going anywhere. Milwaukee, as long as Giannis is in Milwaukee, they're going to always be a powerhouse. The roster that Miami has as constructed, they're going to get better. Miami's not going to keep that roster. At some point, a superstar is going to be like, okay, it's South Beach, it's Miami, it's the it's the, it's a first class organization. Let me bring my talents to Miami. You, the Heat are not going anywhere. Who else is at the top of the East right now? The, these teams are not nec- are not really going it. Yeah, you got the Cavs. Yeah, Boston. like you never know what's going to happen with that. Is not going anywhere that just knocked you out. So it's like they, they have a lot. Brooklyn, first and foremost, Brooklyn has to establish a culture. I've been saying this. They don't have a culture, guys. It, I'm telling you, it's like when you watch them, it's just okay. KD, when it's his, if, if, if KD's hot, it's his. If Kyrie hot, it's his turn. It's like, bro, like, I mean, I get, now granted, and the, the postseason. When you need a go-to basket or when you need a one-on-one shot, yes, sometimes that does work a lot of times in the postseason because you need you need somebody to break down a one-on-one defender, and those two are some of the best to ever do it, ever. But at the same time period, you need some type of free-flowing offense, and I guarantee you, KD, at, not maybe not while, he, while the games was going on, but after this series, KD had to be thinking to himself, damn, <laughs> I, I used to get anything I wanted in Golden State. Not just because of the simple fact of the, the 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 system. Brooklyn doesn't have no system, y'all. Nothing. It's like you watch them sometimes. I'm like, yo, where the system at? Like it's just like like I said, if KD hot is hum. If 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 uh if if Kyrie's hot is hum. It's like damn, you know what I mean? So and Boston just took advantage of that. They made it so hard. I've never seen Kevin Durant look like that. He's had some games in the postseason. I don't know if y'all remember. He had a series when um Westbrook went out that year when Westbrook went out in OKC where he struggled against Memphis and they lost. He's had some games, but not like this. I mean, this was, you could just tell it was in his head. Boston had every answer for him. He didn't break out until game four, but by that time it was too late. And it took him, what, 30-something shots to get to 30-something points. So it wasn't an efficient night like he normally has. Kyrie really only had one good game, which was game one. Then that was that. Obviously, we know about the Ramadan. And that's another thing we got to talk about. So if we know Kyrie is going to be fasting, and respectfully, we all respect his religion and all the Muslims out there. But next season, okay, the postseason comes around again. This is going to be the same thing. So this is what I'm saying. Like, I, like Brooklyn going to have to start. I, I really, I've been said this. They KD, as the franchise player, as the cornerstone player, has to really look at this team. Like, all right, what do we need to address in the offseason? Seriously. You know what I mean? Like, Steve Nash, I, I, personally, I think that's like an up-in-the-air decision with me. If they want to bring him back for next season, okay, fine. But if you want to get rid of him next offseason or bring somebody in, I'm okay with that too. You know what I mean? So, they got some decisions they need to make. Uh, KD was going to bounce back. He's still one of the top players in the game. Now, I've been t- I was telling people, when he was before this series that I thought Giannis was the best player in the game. I didn't think it was KD. I said it was Giannis. I, give me Giannis and then I'll put KD too. That's just my personal opinion because I just like the way Giannis played at the end the game, the, the, how he impacts the game on both sides of the, on the floor to me is just a little different. We know what KD did, but I'm Giannis. That's just my personal opinion. You know what I mean? But 
at the end of the day, KD's going to bounce back. Kyrie's going to bounce back. They're going to come back with a vengeance. I believe Brooklyn's going to have a good regular season. Um, hoping that there's no health and, you know, nobody misses time in the regular season. But I'm telling you, man, they got to come out the East next year, y'all. They got they got to. Because if they don't come out next year, I don't know when they're going to come out. Seriously. And it won't be long before KD start looking at his options. Like, oh, well, you know, I've been here for what? That would be, what, three years? Because remember, the first year he came to Brooklyn, he missed it because of the, the Achilles. So if they don't come out the East next year and there's no injuries and they just fell up, they just don't come out the East, I mean, you got to be looking at it like, damn. You know what I mean? So as far as Boston's concerned, obviously we know they're moving on. They're, they're, it looks like they're going to win game two tonight against Milwaukee. It was a good bounce back. But um, I look like, you know, Kay started off the topic. So I'm going to just, you know, I ain't going to go too deep into with the other <laughs> topics. I know we're going to move on for it. But as far as Brooklyn, y'all, I agree with everything everybody said. They'll bounce back next year. I believe Brooklyn would – they definitely won't be no – Brooklyn's done. Brooklyn's done. You think they're done like overall, like just overall? completely the failure, like they just the experiment is done. They, 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 they're on, done. Jeff, before uh, you go, before you go, Jeff, let me play these two messages. I'll let you get put out. What's poppin'? Brand new whip just hopped in. What up, it's your boy Prestige Night in the building. What up with it though? Kason, Brendan, Sahid, and Jeff Green. What up with it do? Oh yeah, I'm here. What up, everybody? Yeah. All right, Jeff. I know you were saying that they were done. So I'm gonna let you get the floor. Yeah, they, they they, I feel like they're done. They, they don't have, huh? They they done like they done in Brooklyn. Like is this the next town? Uh, from my opinion. The Kyrie thing was too much of a distraction. I think KD still having those problems where he's not taking the the game in his own hands, right? It kind of reminds me when LeBron had the same situation when he came up small in big series where they were supposed to win the series, but he didn't take initiative to bring that big dog out of him, if you know what I mean. So, with the Steve Nash, yes, Steve Nash doesn't know how to coach. He really doesn't know how to coach at all. He doesn't make adjustments, um, in-game adjustments, or anything like that. They're, they didn't have a really a good bench. They didn't really insert Ben Simmons, which they should have. I know he's still hurt, but I feel like he should have played those last couple games or, 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 or whatever. Um, but other than that, you can't just ride your stars to the ground like this. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I have a problem with. That's a good point that Jeff said because when you think about it, K- KD and Kyrie was pl- – like, first off, knowing Ky- Kyrie was – you know, it was, on, it was Ramadan and he was faster. And then you look at KD – Guys, KD was playing like 40-something minutes a night going into the postseason. Like, the, he he was playing them there every minute in the regular season. Shannon Sharp kept pointing that out. Like, you're going to run this man to the ground. Like, obviously, you know your star players definitely play that. They, they it, definitely play those amount of minutes in the playoffs. But look, but, but look, look, look let's, let's take it the 2018 – I think 2017 team was better than 2018. But – 
those LeBron teams when LeBron was playing every single game, right? And he didn't I know they're two different players, but he didn't run out of gas like that. Ever. I've never seen LeBron run out of gas like that. Until, no, you right, Jeff. Everybody, every player is different. And obviously we know, like, obviously we know KD's not in LeBron's physical shape. So, no, that's the point. That's a good I mean, that's definitely a good point. Because, what, how much uh, 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 KD weighs? What, what? One seven, yeah, you right. He, he's not, he's not built to play that amount of like not that on a consistent basis. He can give you that, but you know what I mean. He he's not necessarily. I, I agree with you. I, I see what Jeff's saying. It's not, you know what I mean. Like he he can give you that, but not like what LeBron was doing. Like obviously we know LeBron can't do that now, but I, I get what he's saying because basically what he's saying is. What LeBron was, his age then, that's what KD is now. So he's basically saying, like, you know, it's the same. But like I said, KD's body is not. And then y'all got to remember, Boston was being physical with him, screens exactly. and stuff like that. Like, they threw, like Yeah, they, they were getting too much physical for him. He's not used to that. At, at all. He's more of a finesse. He's more of a finesse when player. When you throw bodies at somebody like that, because LeBron gets this too. Like when you play LeBron, you throw a different body at him because there's not one person in the league that can guard somebody, especially somebody as talented as KD. So the thing was, Tatum took the initiative, and this is why people after the series was like, "Yo, Tatum is up and coming. Like he's better than KD." Yada yada. Oh no, I don't, I don't think all that. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah, that was going too far. But he did take the initiative of playing. Tatum one on one, which a lot of people wouldn't have. I mean, KD one on one. A lot of people would have shied away from that. A lot of people would have been like, ah, you know, KD. But you know what, K? You would appreciate this more so than anybody. I think stay. I think being a basketball savant that you are, I guarantee you, Tatum went into that going into the series. I guarantee you, he studied film on KD faithfully. I'm talking about late nights. I mean, you could tell, just, like, it was certain, like, obviously Tatum was getting help when KD would beat him off the dribble, which was very, which was, which was rare because he kind of, I ain't going to see, he pretty much did an outstanding job on KD. But watching those, watching that series, you can tell Tatum had every, he knew KD what he wanted to do. And I've never seen nobody guard KD like Tatum did. Tatum has the left, but like Kason said. No, no, ahead, I, I see I seen it earlier, earlier, earlier in KD's career when Tony Allen when Oh when yeah, they, I definitely when, remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he was you could get you could get physical 11, with him. PJ Tucker did it last 15. year. Yeah, you could get physical with him. PJ fifteen, like, come on, bro. But you, you gotta remember guys. And that. you seen Russell, you seen Russell Westbrook in that series going off like Bang, bang, and taking initiative to being that big dog, bro. Like, but remember, remember, guys, the head coach of Brooklyn was on the staff. The head coach of, of course, Boston of was, course, was on the staff last year. Yeah, so in like, Duka, yeah. If anybody knows how to guard KD, it's gonna be him. So it's like, oh, KD saw. Right, right, right. Here's the game plan, guys. We're gonna throw multiple bodies. We're gonna get in his space. This is playoff basketball, so they're not gonna call. These ticky tack fouls. We got Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year. We have Tatum, who's about the same size as KD, if not mm-hmm. bigger. We could throw Daniel tight. We could throw the kitchen sink at him. We don't care if Kyrie beats us. 
one, Kyrie's tired. He's not hydrated. And if he gets 30, it's still not going to be enough to beat us. So let's take KD completely out the game plan and hope that if the role players beat us, we live with that. And that's exactly and see, what and, and And see, when, and that's, this is what I'm talking about. That's why I said Brooklyn is going to have to do some real looking in the mirror this offseason because these top teams in the East are not going anywhere. Boston's going to continue to get better the more Tatum and Brown get older. T- Smart is not going anywhere. Don't think Boston's just going to stand packed with what their roster. So let, 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 get me some ask, players. let me ask y'all this, right? Let me ask y'all this. What does what what, what do the front office needs to do for the Nets to build that bench better? Because that bench was better terrible. role players. Just better role players. I, mm. I think role play, nobody showed up. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and another question too, with that Draymond Green foul uh the other night, I felt that I felt that was a fragrant one and not a two. No, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I, I haven't been watching like I haven't seen none of the second round game second since the second round started. I'm kinda upset. I've been so busy. So I gotta start watching highlights tonight. And I got to get back into it. But I didn't see that. Everybody been talking about that play. I didn't even go on, like, I haven't even been on Instagram lately to actually check to see what actually happened. But what did happen, though? I'm trying to, they said it was something that he did, and they said it shouldn't have been a flavor, too. But we know Draymond has a history, especially in the postseason. Yeah, Jeff could be more to that, because I didn't, I didn't get to see that game either. Like, I didn't either. either. So, so, I mean, that game, so yeah, I didn't big dude, the big dude from... Memphis, because I was watching the game after um, I played football. So the dude went up as 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 Draymond went up. He grabbed his. He, apparently, he swiped his face, grabbed his jersey, pulled him down a little bit, and tried to hold him up. And, so it just seemed like it was he, a hard foul. Exactly. That's what I said. Well, but the thing is, Draymond has a, a, a rep, so it depends on different types of officials. Because some officials are going to be like, man, this is Draymond. You try to hold him up, all right, cool. And then other officials are going to be like, man, this is Draymond. Let's, let's nip it now before it gets out of hand, which is bad because then you're not really officiating the game at an appropriate level. You're more so just trying to stop the storm before it comes, and that's not fair to Draymond. Granted, Golden State did find a way to win this game without him. And if I'm Memphis, because I know this game starts, if it didn't already start. It's about to start now. Yeah, it's about to start. It's about to start now. This this is a must win for Memphis. Let me tell you something now, man. Oh, go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. Keyshawn, I just sent you in the little little chat thing on your uh, on your uh, on your um, on the stereo drum. I don't know how to do that yet. But. Yeah, I sent you the video. But uh, well, yeah, going uh, back so to yeah, my... they, they, they mm-hmm. lose. I'm telling y'all, they go down 0 two tonight. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> this not this not. No disrespect to Minnesota, but this ain't Minnesota you're playing. This is this is different. So you you know you that's why I said, man, you you gotta win game two. You do not want to yeah. go down 0 two going back going back to San Francisco. You don't want that. Yeah. Yeah, they they have to win this game tonight, Memphis. Uh, I haven't been impressed with Memphis in these playoffs. I know they found a way to. I know they found a way to beat Minnesota, but then 
they could have easily been down three one against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Like they could have they could have lost this series in five or six if only mm-hmm. Minnesota didn't choke those big leads in the fourth quarter. Like Memphis have Memphis have been ugh, I can't lie, they've been lucky to they're lucky to be here. And you know, they've got to win this tonight, otherwise I can't see them. I could I, I said Golden State in five, but if they go down 0-2, not winning a home game, going back to, going to San Francisco, playing against the Warriors. You know, Chase Center, it's, it's looking really difficult um, for them. I agree with Brandon 100% on that one. But I didn't get to, I didn't get a chance to see the foul, um, Jeff. But uh, I did see Draymond Green's reaction. You know, I don't know if he was reacting. I don't know if it was after when he got the flagrant too, which led to the ejection, or like it was before. Uh, maybe that might have led to him being ejected. Oh, so hold on, um, hold on, hold on. There's breaking news right now. So okay, Darren, uh, not Darren Brooks, but the Brooks kid for um, uh, Dylan Brooks for uh, mm-hmm. Memphis just got ejected for a hard foul on Gary Payton. Uh, what the hell? Now, the game it... just started. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought the game was started. Yeah, oh, yes, Memphis, Memphis, Memphis is up eight nothing right now. The game just started. Yep, yeah, with nine oh eight to go. <laughs> Wow. Uh, okay. That just goes to show you the dis- the undisciplined for Memphis being a young team, man. How, how you? It's eight nothing. Like <laughs> that's a key player too. Yeah, yeah, key Dylan player. Brooks. Oh, wow, that's a key player. <laughs> I'm to listen. Listen, they go down old two. It's over. I don't care what nobody say. Oh, you cannot go down. Man. Yeah, like this. this hey, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole's been playing out his fucking mind, yo. That's why I said that's what makes them so scary because mm-hmm. back then they didn't have nobody like this to go with stuff and play. They got somebody Yeah, that, they... This is scary, man. Very scary, yo. Like KD's, KD's replacement. And it wasn't even supposed to be like that. Like He was supposed to be a developmental player because he was taken at the end of the, his round. So Jordan Poole wasn't supposed to be this nice, but him to be this nice, and then you have Wiggins and and Clay coming back. It's just this team is dangerous, especially when they. Play I'm telling you, man. They they they, they, they they stood a class of the lead, man. When you think about it, in terms of their their ability to because everybody's homegrown, man. Like Steph is homegrown, Clay is homegrown, Draymond. Oh, that's now a Jordan Poole. Come on. Like no. I mean, they they all like they all they all they all the class they they you know what I mean. So I'm just looking forward to seeing. I I wanted this. I gotta watch the highlights from Dallas and Phoenix last night because I heard that was good. I heard Dallas had a chance, but I, I gotta see yo, what happened. Yeah, I I seen some clips from that game too, and I didn't like uh, Luca's body language, Brandon. I gotta watch I it. I I gotta watch. I, it. I mean, I like think Phoenix gonna language. win that series anyway, but I just I gotta see like. The actual game or whatever the case would be. Listen, I think we know what everybody wants to see. Everybody wants to see Golden State and Phoenix in the conference finals. I think that's like the powerhouse. That's what everybody. Yeah, wants to see. yeah. Me personally, that's I what think everybody whoever, wants to see. Yeah, that's what everybody's looking for. That's what everybody yeah. wants to see right there. So me hey, personally, oh, 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 hold on, uh, hold on. Uh, my bad. I know we're talking about ball, but Saeed, your Jets had a good draft, by the way, sir. Very oh, man, thanks. Appreciate that, man. It's a great, you great draft. my running back that I wanted, but it's okay. 
No, yeah, I, I, I no, definitely they, you know had, they had the best class. They had the best. They definitely know, had the best draft class. Do you know what, man? I thought Brees Hall was going to go to Buffalo, man. I was, I was shocked that you guys took um, Kale LM, the cornerback from Florida. Yeah, but um, we needed a corner first. Yeah, I know. We needed a corner know, first. Yeah, I know. I know. But like, I, but everyone was saying that the Bills were going to pick a running back in the first. But then I was going to say, if they, they need a corner too, I think it would have been smart if they took a corner in the first round and then running back in the second round. And you guys took, I mean, James Cook is good. You guys got a good running back. He's big, he's physical. You know, we can break tackles. I think he's some. I think he's someone that can come in and he can. Yeah, he's Dalvin, very, Dalvin Cook's little brother. Dalvin Cook's little brother, and he's very good as well in, in the passing game. So, you know, yeah, you, you can line him up in the slot, and you know, Josh Allen can use his arm, you know, to find him as well. Not just Stephon Diggs or Gabriel Davis, you know. So he could like, you know, he could be involved in the passing game. So that's a good good pick for you guys. But no, but for the Jets, yeah, great, great draft. Um, you know, A plus all around, but we'll talk about that soon. Obviously, I'm um, thinking about yeah, having I, a draft I, I reaction show your, for sure. Your kudos, finally. So, and and I, I, I haven't chance to talk to you after the draft. So, oh, yeah, I, I keep forgetting it, y'all. I, for, I keep forgetting y'all two teams. I forgot Jeff is about. I keep forgetting y'all two teams is in the uh the same division. That's funny. That's crazy. I uh, know it's funny, but but you know what? Look, you know what, man? I can't like after seeing the Patriots draft. You know, and terrible. You terrible. know, another year, they another went, year without. Listen, I'll tell you I, what, man. I, I don't know what their I don't know what the team in Boston was was doing. Like terrible. I'm telling you, man, Tom Brady ain't gonna be here to Bill Bill, Bill Belichick and that Patriots team out, man. I'm not saying that Bill Belichick is a bad coach and that I mean, listen, he's a great coach, but like Brady ain't gonna be there to build them out, man. You know, I, I got listen, Mac Jones, yeah, had a fine rookie year, but I'm telling you, I feel I really believe that this is the year that that the Patriots Actually, I actually think they're gonna finish last in the AFC. I know it's a bold take. They know they might. No, they might. You can, they you might. Can, they might. I know. I know this sounds. You might be like, "Yo, Sike, you're crazy for saying this." Nah, that's not crazy. Hey, 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 I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Who the went back to the locker room? Draymond Green. Uh, Draymond Green. Uh oh. So that yeah. Memphis is missing. Dylan, the Golden State missing. Draymond. Uh oh. Yeah, but no, for real. Like I think honestly. Dolphins have improved a lot. They got Tyreek Hill. You know mm-hmm. that's gonna help their offense entirely with Jake with Jalen Waddle, and you've got Mike McDaniel coaching as well. He's gonna come in, bring in the same principles, similar principles to pretty much what uh, Kyle Shanahan brought in. Same with the Jets, obviously with Mike Lafleur coming from San Francisco and Robert Sala and that defense, that four three defense. Um, and obviously, Buffalo's Buffalo, man. They're still the best team in the AFC East. I think the second place, I really feel like it's going to come down to Miami, the Jets. And you can, mm-hmm. I'm not going to rule out the Patriots completely, but I really feel like they're going to like have a losing season. But but I, know. but I know who had a good draft too, though. Kayshawn's Giants. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, we yeah, we definitely we we definitely had we we had a good class. But uh, this I will say this though, not to get too much off subject because I do want to get back to basketball, but I will say this about the Giants and the Jets. This drive felt like okay, and again, we gotta see the product on the field. Obviously, we know that, but this was mm-hmm. the draft that I felt like both of the New York teams finally started to see. All right, it's like okay, we're finally about to see somewhat similar because not to really get completely off subject, but Saeed, it's funny because it's like, okay, 
the Nick, the the Yankees and the Mets are the two hottest teams in baseball right now. And then yeah. it's like, okay, the Giants and Jets just hit right in the class. <laughs> so it's like, wait a minute, maybe mm. New York sports is starting to come back where it needs to be because it's been, we've been down for yeah, we've been down for so long. So, but um, I want to ask you guys a question though. So we know Philly just lost to Miami last night, and I've got a simple question I want to ask the panel. It's just this simple. Mm-hmm. It's hard and washed. Is it over? Is, is he just Yo, simply let, let me tell you from a let me tell you from a point guard standpoint, right? Because I because I play ball too. I don't like the guard play for in this playoffs and in, in, in general. I don't like the guard play uh, mm. in, in general. Except, from except for some uh, of these teams because <laughs> or Phoenix, I mean, Phoenix. or Phoenix, they got the point guard over there. Yeah, because ball hooping. But nah, this series is over. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I, I agree. It, it, it's, it's over because, look, look, Tyron Maskey, the, the Tyron Maskey kid. No, hold on. Crazy. This is not even about he, He's going off right now, bro. He's going off. He's hurt. And B but, got a, a, a facial fracture. He's not going to be able to play the same because what you put on that mask, it's not easy to play with a mask. Actually, yeah. Make it seem it's not. Because. LeBron would tell you, Rip Hamilton would tell you, he played with it his whole career. It's not an easy adjustment. James Harden yeah. hasn't existed in this whole entire postseason. I'm still Yeah, one good game, which was that, he had he had that one good game, which was the closing game, game against, against Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. And then disappeared. Like, it was like, oh, you know, I, I showed up, and now I'm going back in the hiding. They don't stand a chance because you're not going to get that production from Maxi. Maxi is a second-year player. You're not getting that production. I damn sure don't trust Tobias Harris. <laughs> you, yeah, he had a solid roster? game last night, but I mean, he he's best mm. to be your third option. He had a solid game last night. Philly just don't got it, man. Like you said, case that. Uh, but I said it coming into the series, like when everybody and I know you know we was all joking in the group chat. What if Toronto came back and they almost did come back? <laughs> but I, I said mm. I, I said it coming into the to, oh, to the to the, uh, to the to the series that I said Philly gonna lose to Miami. I said that before MB. We knew about MB before the injury. I said they're gonna lose, but yeah. this series might be swept. Like this one might be mm-hmm. because they're, they're already talking about the actual. Now they're saying MB won't be back until Game Three, maybe Game Four. But I'm like, listen. And then on top of that, like what K said, he's gonna have to play with the mask. We already know Miami's a physical team, so they're not gonna make it easy on MB. Yeah. So no, I I I think I I think Boss is more physical than Miami though. It's a t- it's tight. It's tough between them two. Cause Miami plays yeah. some physical ball, man. <laughs> Yo, I got physical. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna bring up this point about um the Sixers and the Heat Heat series because I gotta go actually after this. Something came up, but with yeah, I, like like I said, man, this series. I said this before. I said it in the group chat before the series even started. This this series, like, if this series is over, really. You know, no Embiid for most of the series, and even even if he comes back, like you said, Kason, he's coming back playing with a mask, and now you know he's already had the the right thumb injury. You know, he can't really yet yeah, he can't shoot as much. You know, because of that thumb injury, and he's gonna have he's gonna have surgery on that. You know, on that thumb. You know, right after the season, so you know his thumb is only gonna get worse. Even if he even if he like rests rests it and that, and he doesn't like play as much because obviously you know he's gonna miss. Most of the series, you know, he's still going to aggravate at some point. So, you know, he's banged up completely. 
you know, even if he comes back, you're not going to get a 100% Joel Embiid. Whereas James Harden is going to have to carry the load, you know, and this is not the same James Harden. This ain't the Houston James Harden. This James Harden is gone. You know, James Harden mm-hmm. is too, he's he's too bruised up in terms of like the, the amount of load that he had to play. You know, his style of basketball just wasn't sustainable. The heavy isolation basketball that he played, not only throughout the regular season, but also in the playoffs. That's why he's never really had great playoff success. Because, he yeah. played, you know, he, that type of basketball works in the regular season. When you can't, when it comes to the playoffs, you're, you're, <laughs> you're juiced out. You know, so so so, so if if to, you if you could give me a grade on each team that's left in the playoffs, how would you how would you rank them right now? I mean, me personally, well, I don't know about grade, but if I had to like rank the teams in order, like the the okay, so I think it's like out of all the teams right now. Philly is probably let. I'm trying. All right, so who's all right now? You got Boston, Milwaukee, you got Philly, Miami, you got Golden State, Memphis. Okay, Philly's last. Philly's the last ranked team to me in terms right, of this. Right, if I had right. the ranking team, I would say I would. So there's eight teams left. So I would say that a Dallas is seventh. Um, who's six? So it might be Memphis. To be honest with you, uh, Dallas, Dallas seventh. Mm. I would, I would, I would. I, you think Dallas is better than Memphis? Well, they've been hey, playing better Rangers than Memphis, so I, yeah, they. I, I, mean, I, I would, I, I would put Dallas ahead of Memphis just because of how they've played. I mean, Memphis has been pretty. Un, they've just been pretty like they played undisciplined basketball. Oh, I like, I like Dallas goal. a little bit more. Right. But yeah, I, I, I like, like Dallas a little bit more. So, so this is this is what I feel like, like right? Like I said in the chat, well, like I said in the, um. Sports and Stereo Chat or my chat or whatever, I got I got the 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 Celtics winning in seven, and I got the Grizzlies winning in six against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I I think that Wiseman injury is gonna show up. It's gonna show up at some point in the series, mm. especially mm. especially when it gets down to the to the nitty gritty the the last four minutes of these games. Um, for for the Dallas series, I don't know. Luca has to really show me that he can really take over a game, game like not just fourth quarter or anything like that, but like start to finish. Um, um, uh, for the Suns, I I, th- I think the Suns could win this series, but Chris Paul, Chris Paul needs to. Uh, Chris Paul needs to uh, keep doing what he's doing. Um, I got Phoenix in five. I mean, I, I think Dallas can win the game. You got Phoenix in five. But... I, I got. Dallas yeah, I just. I'm. I, I, whoa, I got Dallas. No, 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 I don't got Dallas winning the series. I got. <laughs> I don't got Dallas winning the series. And you got Dallas winning in six on top of that. No, I got Phoenix in five. Mm. I mean, no, you right. It's your opinion, but I got. I got Phoenix in five. I got Golden State and. Randy, you forgot who I state. am, bro. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I got I got Phoenix and five. I got Dallas. I mean, I got Phoenix and five. I got Golden State and six. I got Milwaukee beating Boston in seven. Uh, That's not I a moving screen. And then it? I got the Miami and Philly. I think that's gonna be a sweep. To be honest with you. Yep. So that's yeah. how they might get one. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. Philly might get a game if Embiid come mm-hmm. back, but that's that. If that's that, it's just really a gentleman sweep. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give my predictions. I actually got to go after this, but um, I got, I got, I actually got the Suns in six. I know you guys said in five. Um, I know you said it. In, I know you said five, Brandon. But I actually think that I think the Mavericks are good enough to take two games. Um, they may still game on the road, or they might win both games at home. But yeah, Suns in six for me. Uh, Golden State, Memphis. Um, I I got I got Golden State in five. I think Memphis will win. I think they'll win a game. I think they might. I think they might win tonight's game. Golden State will win two games at home and they'll finish it out um, on the road in Memphis. Um, or, or in any order really, but yeah, I've got Golden State in five. Miami, Philly, Miami uh, in a sweep. Um, I think they're going to sweep the Sixers. And then Milwaukee, Boston. I've I got them. I got the. Um, I, oh, this is tough. I actually got. I got the Boston Celtics in seven. For me, in seven, it can go. You know, way, I wanted, but, but you know what? Si, I wanted to pick Boston in seven because that Middleton injury is was I, that one is it's, that one is tricky. Oh, it's right. it's, I feel like this is going to be such a back and forth series that you know if it continues the way it is, you know. Like if if it gets to a game seven at TD Garden, I, I just look at that Boston Celtics defense, just how they've played. You know, I mean they held the Milwaukee Bucks to eighty five points, man. I mean, I, I mean I know Middleton wasn't there. If Middleton was there, he would have added at least some valuable points. And no way the Milwaukee Bucks would be held to eighty five if Middleton played. But that Middleton injury, I don't think he. I, I'm hearing that he, he's not even going to play this entire series. So, no, yeah. That's so, 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 you know, that even like increases Boston's chances. So I got the Boston Celtics in seven. I still think the Milwaukee Bucks are good enough to win three games. They're, they're, they're the defending NBA champs. Giannis is unstoppable. You know, although, you know, I thought the Celtics did, did a good job. But then again, it's not like the Celtics are going to have Giannis's number all the time. There'll be times that Giannis is going to drop 30 plus. You know, points maybe like twelve right, right. or thirteen more rebounds, and you know he'll put up monster numbers for sure. It's just you know, like I just feel like Boston they just have enough in the tank at home in seven. That will be a very tight series. So yeah, like I said, I got Phoenix in six, Golden State in five, Miami um, in a sweep, and uh, uh, Boston in, in seven. That's my predictions uh, for for the second round. Um, but guys, I gotta go. Uh, something came up, but it's great talking to you. Thanks for inviting me, Kason. Um, Brandon as well. Good talking to you as well. And good talking to you as well, Jeff. Um, but yeah, I've got to go. But I'll chat to you guys soon. We'll plan another show, maybe NFL-related. Uh, but I'll let you know uh, in advance. But anyways, guys, man, peace. Uh, good chatting to you. All right, man. Nah, be safe. Night, man. Uh, you too. Yeah, yeah you know, I'm a... uh, Oh, go ahead, Kyle. Uh, I was say, let me make my prediction. But you can go ahead and make your point, and then I make my predictions, and I'll just wrap it up after that. No, I was just gonna say, like you know, um, you know, as far as the rest, of, like you know, the series go, like I said, I just think that you know, Philly is they're outnumbered. You know, and B is is and B just can't catch a break, man, in these playoffs. It's just not this specific player, but I'm just talking about just in general. It's just every time something's going right for him. It's something happens. It's like you put on a monster performance in game uh, six against in Toronto, and then you you get hurt. You know what I mean? Afterwards, nobody knew anything about it until you know breaking news or whatever. So it's like I got Miami. I think Miami should take care of this series. And it's crazy because when you think about it, Miami hasn't really been challenged yet in this postseason. I think that's going to come in the conference finals, outside of Atlanta winning that one game. But I think they'll they'll take care of business in Philly, whether it's a sweep or five games. 
It's interesting. I'm going to still go with Milwaukee at seven, but I forgot about the Middleton injury, and that's why you you know Boston might win it at seven. So I think it's going seven. I'm going to still lean towards Giannis pulling out this series, but it would not surprise me if Boston took it in seven. I got to go to State in six, knocking Memphis out. I think Memphis will win two games. Uh, and then I got... Yeah, I, I Memphis, yo, Memphis is... Yeah. A, it, Memphis is... John Morant is the next big star coming. Like if you keep yeah. playing like this, I don't know if he's I don't know if he's at the level Dale Rose was before the uh, injury, but yeah, he's coming, bro. Yeah, and I and I got and I got I got Phoenix and five. But go ahead, uh, over Dallas. You go ahead, Ken. Yeah, so Golden State, Memphis. I got Golden State and five. Mm-hmm. Philly, Miami. I got Miami and four. Phoenix, Dallas, I got Phoenix and five. And then Boston, Milwaukee, I got Milwaukee and seven. All right, all right. Yes, this is the same as mine. Like I said, I'm, I might, I'm going to stick with my prediction. You know, when you make a prediction, you pull the stick with it. So I'm going to stick with my prediction as far as Milwaukee and seven, but the Middleton thing does scare me. And then the fact that game seven will be back in Boston, if there is a game seven, it's hard to win game seven in Boston at the TD Garden. Them fans is crazy. You know what I mean? So, and. But it looked like Boston made some crazy adjustments, man, because after what happened to him in game one, it looked like they just came out and just <laughs> made some crazy adjustments in game two. Yeah, just annihilated Milwaukee in game two. I, I got Like I said, it's it's so crazy because my birthday, y'all, is this Thursday. So I, I, I've been trying to plan and stuff like that, and I haven't been able to catch some of the, the – really over the past week or so, the, the games or whatever the case. I've just been, you know, looking at the scores or whatever. I, I got to actually, like, actually go back on YouTube, watch the highlights so I can see what exactly has been going on, uh, especially with this game tonight that just happened. So I got to see what's going on. But, like, Boston made some crazy adjustments because how the hell you get blown out in game one and then you throw another – you throw a hey – this series is going to be haymakers, all series. I think we all can see that already. To the first two, it's gonna be a haymaker series. Like it's because they're gonna split in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's gonna win a home game. Boston, it's going seven. I definitely think it's going seven. Nah, I agree. I'm watching this Rangers game. It's going crazy. Man. Yo, that's what I'm. I'm watching. That's what I'm looking at right now. And I'm like, yo, we was up three one in Pittsburgh, came back <laughs> and tied it. We should be in overtime right now. Pittsburgh is dangerous, especially Crosby, man. Like. I told you, I did not want to face them in the first round. Even though I'm confident we can get we can knock them out in the first round because we are favored among the panels. But still, I, I I didn't want to face Pittsburgh in the first round though. Damn, you know what I mean? Like, you know about Crosby and Malkin and all those other guys. But listen, man, Yankees is doing damage against Toronto. The Yankees is on their way to 11 straight wins right now. This is yeah, crazy. they won. Oh, they won already. They won. They won. Yeah, they nine won. one. Damn, Yankees, man, they look good. They on fire. Judges. No, it is. It's I way too, too hype because yeah. it's too early. It's yeah, it's, too it's, 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 it's only it's, it's just now hit me. It's way, way too early. Like I, I've seen this story before with them. They'll get to a fast start off in the AL East, and then next thing you know, somebody and pass them. So it's way too early. Let's just see how it goes as the rest of the season go along. But I'm, I'm it's cool hopefully they can keep this up. Right, like, and that's that's the, yeah, that, and that's that's a key, yeah, right. That's that's key in the AL East because they supposed to be a threat in the AL East. Listen, as long as Boston struggling, that's all I care about because I can't stand <laughs> <laughs> they struggling right Boston. now. So yeah, I can't stand the Red Sox. So I, they, they, as long as that's happening, that's all that matters. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, for 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 yeah, I know, Keshawn, you saw my uh 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 my video though, my clip. <sighs> 
Yeah, you hooping, man. Proud of you, man. Yeah, I'm playing. Also, I forgot to tell you this. I play in the men's league now, scoring 10 and a half. No, that's dope. 10 and a half. Damn, I wish I was at the garden right now. I know it's, it's rocking. Yeah, they're getting lit, yo. That's why I said I got to go to a Yeah, I'm, com- game, I'm coming off the bench. Uh, I got a game on Thursday, so. That's the up, man. That's the up. That's definitely what's up. All right, y'all. Well, let me go ahead and get up out of here, man. I'm going to go ahead and finish doing Yeah, I'm about to go chill with wifey yeah. and uh, yep. yeah, catch some of these highlights. I need to really look back and see what's been going on and, and keep track of this. And I'm going to keep track of this Rangers game while it's still on. So I'm going to catch y'all later. Yep. All right, y'all. Be safe. All right, you too.